Sound, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. Here's Jack Hughes. Pulls up. Hughes. Backhand. He oh. scores! In overtime! Jack Hughes wins it! And he threw his stick up into the crowd for a lucky fan. He was so excited. What poise. Patience by Jack Hughes. As he gets the victory for the Devils on opening night in overtime. Oh, baby. What a game this October 18th, 2021, hmm. it's uh, another episode of the Laced Up Podcast, and uh, I'm still James Cole. I am Brutes Battaglia of the High Button Sports. Hey man. Thank you. Um, yeah, another episode here of the podcast, a, a, a hockey podcast, mm-hmm. and um, if he had it his way, Greg, I don't think Greg Wyshynski likes us. He doesn't like the fact that we're recording this right now. You see that? Greg Wyshynski is not aware of us, He was. He on. was mad. Because of all the all the new podcasts that are creeping up in the world of hockey. Well, we're not new. Well, we're not new. No, I guess it's fourth right. season. It's 2017. He's, We've he's, been around for forever. Too many podcasts. We've been around longer than one of his podcasts, actually. So he can go to hell. Nice. Well, ESPN on Ice is like 2019. We've been around longer. He's than got another one coming out too. The the drop. The drop. The drop. Oh God. Yeah. So what? Well, I shouldn't say. Oh God. Like I'm obviously going to listen to it. But uh, what? It, who's it with? What? What do I? I have no idea who it's with. But oh man, I hope. I hope it's not someone annoying. Like if it's with like John Bucci Gross or something, I can like I can listen to him call a game and I'll do his you know overtime challenge on Twitter. But that's about it for me with Bucci Gross. Like I don't love the guy necessarily. Right, right. He's just fine at his. He's good at his job actually. But uh, so yeah. Uh... We're back in in defiance, really, of Greg Wyshynski this week. We're okay. Yeah, we're unionizing all of the the non major platform hockey podcasts. So it's just us, and I don't know. We probably we could probably wrangle Hobson into this, right? He's he's probably doing a couple things that, you know, yeah. What? What are you talking about? Who else do we know that's on a hockey podcast? On a hockey podcast. That's not like ESPN. Um, That's not on ESPN? Yeah, like a major network podcast. The Athletic has hockey podcasts? Well, yeah, that's a major network. Is it? Yeah. Are they? Well, they've got millions of subscribers. It's a publication. It's not a network, really. Well, isn't um, it, though? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... I don't know. The Dirtbag Daddy has a podcast. The Leafs. I don't really remember We're what it's called. With what. The dirt bag Daddy. And I know the guys he's with, but I don't remember what the podcast is called. Perfect. Great guys, though. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Uh, William Shatner went to space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like for real or just yeah. on Star Trek? Oh, you didn't hear about this. I, I assumed it wasn't real, but I guess I did hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw something about it. Um, I assumed I was having a fever dream, but go on. Is that how... When he dies... 
Are they just gonna shoot him out into space, do you figure? Or is he... Well, they did that with Roddenberry. With who? (laughs) I beg your pardon? (laughs) With who? Uh, Gene... (laughs) 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 Alright. Well, we lost him. I, uh, assumed, I assumed that if William Shatner was ever going to actually go to outer space, that it would be like a ceremonial thing upon his death, which it is kind of amazing that that hasn't come yet either, because like, he's like 90 or something, you keep checking, and it's like, you, you think he's, you think he's maybe younger than he is, but it's like, he's been around for forever, so he's not, but yeah, he's still alive, I guess. Uh, Gene Roddenberry was the creator of Star Trek. Is that actually what they did, though? Yeah, he, he had his, he launched his ashes out into space, and they're on some shuttle. Oh, okay, so they're so they'll do that for Shatner, I guess. Well, I mean that's kind of up to the guy himself. That'd be weird if it, if he didn't want to do that. You'd think. Maybe. I mean, he went to space while he's alive, so maybe he doesn't want to go there anymore now. Yeah. I guess is what you're saying. So he went to space. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, he uh, I don't know which billionaire it was, but one of them has a rocket, and they went up together, and uh, <laughs> he he's now the world's oldest person to to go to space. He was up there for 10 minutes and somehow still managed to have a love affair with an alien. 10 minutes? Yeah. So how, like, what did they define outer space then? 10 well, minutes? beyond, like, well, he, he, they went up, they floated around for 10 minutes, and they came back down. So how long was the trip in total? I don't know, it's like two minutes to get through the atmosphere. Is that how long it takes? Yeah, it's a fast rocket. So he was in this thing for like 20 minutes? Yeah, maybe half an hour. He didn't do anything. No, no, it was just... He's, he's an hour? Take an hour! Oldest guy ever. You're telling me that you can go up that far and you go for ten minutes? I'm cruising around for at least an hour and a half. I've been on longer drives by the fucking Lakeshore Avenue. Lakeshore Drive. Yeah. Lakeshore Avenue. <laughs> I was going to make up a street. Lakeshore Drive on a fucking Sunday with my family. Mm-hmm. I've been on longer drives looking at scenes with them. So it takes longer to get to Kekabeka Falls. It does. You're telling me. Well, I mean, when you, you know what, though? Like that, when is... you say it like that, <laughs> I only want to stay at Kekabeka for like 10 minutes when I'm there anyway, I mm. guess. But that's like a 20-minute drive. I'm sure there's some science that goes into it. Hmm. You know? It, t- it is weird that you just go up there for like 10 minutes. Like, they probably don't have snacks, right? Like, you get up there. Okay, there's the earth. There's the moon. Beam me up some sun chips, am I right? Yeah, there it is, yeah. Hmm. Um... Yeah, so while Bill Shatner went to space, I just thought, I thought, Bill that, was, I thought that was neat. I thought we'd talk about that. That's the first time I've ever had to walk away from a live mic before. That was... Is it? That's... Was that the first? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That was crazy. Cool. My apologies. Um, Dodgers-Giants. Have you watching any baseball? you watching the... You, well, yeah, you're a Red Sox guy. You've been watching some... some I haven't watched Dodgers-Giants yeah, much, yeah. but... Well, that's over now. Um, yeah. Okay, well, you brought it up, so. <laughs> I did. Uh, two best teams this year. 
the matchup everybody wanted to see. You know, a couple uh, couple powerhouses going at it. Five game series. We got five games, and uh, and it ends on a check swing out called by the first base ump. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and, and let's let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, he didn't go. Not, not even close. Ump admitted after the game it wasn't even close. Check swing out call by the first base umpire. Is that the worst way to lose a sporting game? Mm, no, I think there's worse ways to lose a baseball game even. Really? Yeah, well, you could lose on a balk. That would be the worst, I think. But that's that's player error. So is a check swing. But he didn't go. So imagine he didn't balk. True. Because a balk is interpretive too. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. It, it really depends on the player. Yeah. It was weird. Like that's Worst not even the home plate umpire eh? making that call. You know, like that's that's an um, hmm. that's an umpire out in the field that has done probably not a lot up to that point in the game. Yeah, and why is that who calls it? <laughs> yeah. Too. You know what I mean? Got that angle. From I don't first, know. You know. I don't know. The way that the officiating works in baseball is like. For sure, the the dumbest when you think of just like how it's structured. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's got to be there's got to be eyes in the sky maybe calling some of this stuff from now on like Robots. more than there already is. Yeah, I mean like I, I do like human error in that sport. Like it is one of the few sports where it's just like I don't know whatever. It's already fucking hard enough, so mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Who cares? But I don't know. Losing on a check swing, yeah, it's not great when you, when you don't go. That is that's it's a weird one. Mm-hmm. Like that's not one I ever would have thought would have ever come up, really. But that's like that's like the the pass back to the point after you've pulled the goalie for the extra attacker, just goes all the way down the ice into the net. You know, like hmm. that's a tough one. That's more that would make more sense to me than losing on a check. But you, swing. But you're usually already losing at that point. You know, you you pulled the goalie because you're losing. Right. So. Okay. It was heartbreaking. I gotta tell you, it was just really. Well, I didn't yeah, have a, I didn't um, have a rooting interest in either team. No, I. I mean, um, look, like I, I uh, hate a lot of baseball teams. Uh, that's just the nature of the sport. But I do hate the Dodgers a lot. Uh, so seeing them win is not my favorite thing. That's for sure. I like the Giants. They're my second favorite team. So yeah, it was. It's a bummer, but. Mad Max coming out in the eight from the bullpen though that was that was crazy. Yeah, I mean I like that. I, it's hard for me to root against fucking Mad Max. And the best part too, eh? Like they're just getting fucking hammered after the game, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, so are you going to be uh, available to pitch on Saturday for game one? Like, what do you figure?" He's like, "I don't know. We're going to get drunk tonight. I'll figure it out tomorrow." Mm-hmm. That's awesome. This guy rocks. Yeah, that's crazy. He's the best. So yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, it's been about a half hour of uh, space talk and baseball talk. Half an hour. Probably should get to some. I don't know how long I was. It's like eight minutes. I had to walk away. You're gonna guess eight minutes. Um, some hockey. Some hockey. Um, did you see that Ovechkin Backstrom commercial? This is gonna be a terrible episode of the podcast. Just so you guys know. Uh, did you see that Ovechkin Backstrom commercial? You want my confession? No. Really? I haven't seen this fucking thing. Oh, wow. I, someone was asking me about it yesterday, and I humored them. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. Who cares? I don't care. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Is it that funny? Pretty great. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's pull it up here. Yeah, I, I would recommend. Let's do it. What's okay? So what am I searching for? Probably just Ovechkin Backstrom commercial, I would imagine. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say just type in Ovechkin Backstrom, like as if like that's definitely yeah, gonna be the I'm first sure thing. No highlights will come Ovechkin. up. Ovechkin. No, you know what? I'm just gonna type that in. Okay. See what comes up. 
Uh, a bunch of pictures of them hugging. Some articles about how they're duo for the ages. Uh, obviously. Alright, I'm going to add commercial to it because I don't want to do this forever. Star in hilarious life insurance commercial. Let's see what we got here. Hey Alex, why is Baxter on your life insurance policy? We're a duo. A duo? Yeah, if something happened to me, who is Becky going fast to talk to? His power play points might drop. How he will get his assist? What then? Yeah, what then? It's fine. And why is he always here for breakfast? <laughs> Yeah, all right. The end of that's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Um, we, we a duo. Oh, so just like you and I, right? We a duo. Yeah. Would you listen to a Backstrom Ovechkin podcast? Mm-hmm. You think you would? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think I would. I got a lot of time for Alice Ovechkin talking. Yeah, I have considerably less time for Nicholas Backstrom, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's pretty good. Let me ask you something. Is that like, uh, do you think that's a byproduct of the new TV deal? Like, do you think that maybe we're going to see more of that kind of stuff now? Like, more sponsorship opportunities are affording themselves to these players because maybe there's more money getting pushed into the game to begin with? Like, it's life insurance, right? But, like, I don't know what, what was the brand? Like, life what, Sonnet? Was it, was it, no, Sonnet's a Canadian thing, isn't oh, it? I don't know. I, I didn't see what brand yeah. it was, but, um,. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think we're gonna see maybe more of that kind of stuff? Or I mean, I'd literally, say, like, I literally just typed in life insurance into Google, like as if that was gonna provide. <laughs> You're looking for life insurance, Bruce, sir. Everything okay? Mass. It was Mass Mutual. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a considerable. Well, isn't name. that the, that's where the Caps play? Isn't the it? Mass, Mass Mutual, Mutual Metro uh, Division? Oh, that right. That yeah, too? you're right. Yeah. I don't know. You might be right. There might be something there. Is that what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. I still know it as the Verizon Center. That's, no, I get lie. it. The Meadowlands Coliseum. What is Washington? Wow, yeah, you're right. This is going to be a terrible, a terrible episode. episode. It's just us. Uh, Washington Capitals Arena. What do you think it is? Currently? Oh, I know what it is. Currently? Oh, man. Sick name. Yeah, what is it now? I don't know. The Mass Mutual Center. So. Fucking Capital One Arena. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> man, I was watching today, uh, like I was watching a football game. And on the ticker on the bottom, because uh, it was a game in London today, because the uh, NFL does games in London. I don't know if you knew that, mm. right? So, like, maybe... What do they call it when they go over there? I don't know if there really is, like, a name for it. It's just kind of the American London games, football. to be honest with you. No, like, oh, what, like, what, what do the they call it? Call it? Yeah, um, going, up, going up to the footy game today, you know, like, they're not going to yeah, say Yeah, no. Well, I'd imagine they would just go with NFL. <laughs> uh, but... Okay. Perhaps. Might just call it an NFL game, um, but yeah, no. And so, do you hear the Cowboys in town? Yeah. <laughs> oh, James, they don't make the Cowboys go oh, over there. Come on, they make the bad teams go over there. Right. But uh, they were showing a game on the ticker, on the bottom. That's not a British term. That's actually like a like the ticker <laughs> on the bottom. For what I was watching on, on the bottom. <laughs> and so I was looking at the ticker. <laughs> You're talking about your heart. You're talking about watching, your dick. What keep you watch, talking watching about? Watching the dick on the bottom there, lad, and you know. No, so and and then on the uh, <laughs> on the bottom they show on the ticker that uh, the game was at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Okay, great team. 
Harry Kane. And all I could think of just looking at it is like, wow, that league is so rich that their stadiums are named after the teams. Like, imagine it just being like Toronto Maple Leafs Arena. You know? Like, it's just, it was weird to look at it and be like, that's not a sponsor. That's just the team that plays there. It was crazy. Well, that's the yin and the yang of the British culture and the North American culture, you know? Instead of putting a bunch of sponsorships in the name of the arena, they just stick 20,000 ads on the jerseys and call it a day. That's true, I guess. And I mean, like, it's easy, too, because there's like 80,000 people going to those fucking games. Really? You you make a lot of money on tickets. You know, and I was thinking about this the other day. Damn, what a cool sport that they have that much money. I was thinking about this the other day. How long is it, do do you think, before we see, like, the next super center in, in the NHL at least like are we going to see like a 50,000 seat arena in, in Toronto whenever they built the next arena I gotta tell you as someone who's looking to see, go see a game this year yeah they could fucking use about 20,000 more seats for sure like would that ever work like you see those outdoor games in Toronto games, for sure you see those outdoor games for sure and it packed. Would. yeah no I see your point like I'm not saying it's a dumb question it's a good question but I don't I don't know is there really a disadvantage if you're a team with fucking 15,000 seats as opposed to, like, going to a barn where there's 45,000 seats? Like, I don't really think it matters. Like, the, their arena should be as big as the fucking Appetite, should it not? No, yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, like, I think, I think it, well, it obviously works in Toronto. 100%, yeah. 100%, right? It, yeah. It, and, um, Montreal's a weird one, right? Because, like, Montreal has 22,000 seats. And big, so which many is people, the biggest. So many people want to go to those games, and the games are so expensive, but the games are not sold out. Like, they're rarely sold out, which I don't get. Is that because of, like, are people, are fans just smarter there and they just won't pay shit money for a shit seat kind of thing or, or whatever? Maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe that, so maybe it won't work and maybe people just wouldn't because tickets would stay $180. I don't know. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. Is hockey that watchable of a sport from that much further back? Too? Oh, that's Isn't part of it. Thing? That's part of it, right? You know, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd go. You know, I want to go to one of those outdoor games so bad. Do, do you know by chance like the the largest NBA arena capacity? Mm, are they well, on par? They are, yeah, they yeah, it's the same size arena mm. for sure. And oh man, NBA, I would almost think would be harder to watch from a distance. I think I don't know. Mm. I've only ever sat super. I see, like it's hard for me to speak to NBA because it's a one sport. That I've only been to a handful of games of any level in my life, and uh, I've always sat very close to the court, so it's kind of hard for me to really weigh in on that. But I've I've only been to one NBA arena that wasn't also a hockey rink, which is uh, the Target Center there for the Twins. Uh, they're not the Twins, but the um, the Thunder, the, uh, the Timberwolves down there, Minnesota. They don't play at XL Energy Center. They do not. Oh, they have their own. <laughs> Actually, there's Target Field, and then there's Target Center. And they're right. like no, basically I didn't connected. Know yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've that been is in, cool. I've been in there, and it seems drastically smaller than XL. But really? they hold roughly the same amount of people. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess I, you can I, get closer to the court. I don't know of any of them that hold more than like 20, 25,000 at the most anyway. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Alex Ovechkin, um, he uh, forty minutes ago. Yeah, he's uh, he's now fifth all time on the NHL goals list. Nice, uh, potting two more in his season debut. Sure, to move past Marcel Dion. Okay, nine behind Hull. He's thirty six behind 
Yager. Yeah. And then you just got the two guys with 800, Howe and Gretzky. Um, I think that's what they ask. I Howe it, and Gretzky. <laughs> Howe and Gretzky. I think it goes without saying that he's gonna he's gonna get past uh, you know Brett Hull this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he might he might get to Yager. It'll be it'll be tough. Thirty six more goals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, perhaps. That that would leave him third all time, chasing down the two the two goats there. Um, wow. Is is it is it getting like is it getting real? Because I remember when Yager, you know, when when Yager passed Hull mm. for four or for third, and it was like, that's cool, but also the dude is like forty four years old. You know what I mean? Sure. Like with Ovi, it's like when I saw he was in fifth, and and only a few behind Hull, it kind of really sunk in at that moment. I don't know why it took this long, because I I know all the talk is about him chasing down Gretzky, but it's like now he's. Now he's there. He's in What's, that. What, what does Hal have? 804? 802. Hmm. Like only two guys ever have hit in that 800, you know, number. I think he gets to 800. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. But I I don't, I'm not as optimistic as time goes on about the whole hmm. Gretzky thing. I don't, I don't, I hate to say it. I, I like, you know what? I'm going to be loving it no matter what. Yeah. Um, But... I hate. I don't want this to sound like a concession speech either, but it's just like, if he gets to third all time, which he will. Oh yeah, that's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like that. That in and of itself, I think to just sit here and say like Alex Ovechkin has the third most fucking goals out of anyone that's ever played the game. That's fucked. Like if mm-hmm. you, because I remember that. Like it's one thing if you grew up watching him and you tuned into him like five six years into it kind of thing when he was scoring sixty five. Like that's one thing. I remember watching the first fucking game he ever played in the National Hockey League, and he fucking scored a hat trick, and it was just like, wow, maybe this kid's going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. He ended up being the best fucking goal scorer to ever play the game. Oh, I wonder if he you could know? be better than Crosby this year. That's Wouldn't right. that be crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and there, and there was a time where I would make the argument that he was the better player, right? But, um, I don't know. Like it's, I, I, I think it's foregone that he gets second. Because yeah. if you get to eight hundred, you're gonna you're gonna pass. Hal. I mean, here's you the know? thing too, right? Is like I wasn't super optimistic because of the way last year went for him. Yeah, he's got fucking three goals in two games right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, and it's not like I think the Capitals are particularly bad. Like I don't think they're gonna win the Stanley Cup this year, but I think they're pretty solid for sure. So um, I don't know. It's it's I'm awesome. almost at the point where. I would never bet against him before, and now I'm almost find myself betting against him. But really? I'm proving myself wrong. Like, I, <clears throat> I, I thought it was especially crazy too that uh, the second goal on opening night was a shorty. Oh really? Like, what the hell is he doing out there for fucking killing a penalty? Oh, they're just trying to round up those numbers. You know? Yeah. Well, you got to put him in all situations if he's going to break the record. So. I got Yeah, I was going to say, and I got to tell you, like, if you ever want to. Uh, accuse the Capitals of trying to round his numbers up. Uh, Peter Laviolette is not going to be the type of guy to just throw him out there shorthanded just mm-hmm. to try to pad his stats. That's mm-hmm. for sure. So, so o- Ovi Ovi's in. He's now he's in in fifth of that top five. Mm-hmm. Marcel Dion slides out. Marcel Dion, up until a week ago, fifth all time in goals. Yeah, is that weird to say out loud? No, I mean, I, no, not for me. Like, I always think of him as in, in that spot. But um, here's the thing. If you were to ask hockey fans to try to guess the, the top, top five. ten. Oh, well, yeah. I was going to say, a week ago, the top five. I think maybe people 
throw Marcel Dion in the top ten, but I don't mm-hmm. think they think of him as fifth overall yeah. in fucking goals. You That's know? just it, you know? Like, like I Pichito do, comes but... to mind. Sure. You know, Stevie Y had a lot. Yeah. But... It was just Dion played for a while mm-hmm. and had some really big fucking years, and that helps kind of just pad out the average, you know? The original Dion with the C on, if you will. Was, was he with the C on? Oh, he was the captain of the Kings there. Greatest know. player to never win the cup? Is it is it him or Lundqvist? Marcel Dion? Yeah. Uh, okay, well. No, I think it is Lundqvist, but... Yeah. But it's, it's easy for me to say because I didn't watch Marcel Dion play, but... Really? Um, yeah. Fuck, a lot of... Wow, 59, 53, 58, 50, 56. Jesus Christ, though. I could score. You know? Hey, don't look at his playoff numbers, though. I that's will not. For sure. Um, Charles Barkley and Wayne Gretzky <laughs> on TNT. Oh, man, this is a great episode. Did I'm you catch this. that? Did you catch TNT there, the debut? Um, I did, and I didn't see that part of it. Uh, I saw some of the back half of the late game um, okay. and the TNT. But, yeah, no, I, I, I saw loose highlights of what went on with Gretzky and Barkley, for sure. The the having Barkley suit up with the pads and Gretzky's mm-hmm. going five for five and yep. on the shots there. Um, really, really loved the uh, the explanation because I've never heard this story. And it's, it's it, it's I, I, I've never met Wayne Gretzky. I should, I should preface this. Really? <laughs> More, more shockingly, I've never, I've never met Walter Gretzky either. I'm, I'm one of the six Canadians that have never met Walter Gretzky. Damn, I yeah. wish I got to meet Walter Gretzky. Got to. Hmm? Did he pass? Walter Gretzky? Yeah. Wow, your brain is mush, eh? You don't remember, like, the two weeks earlier this year where we just mourned as a nation? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Just... Oh. Really? <laughs> Are you okay? Anyway. Um, Holy shit. So like... <laughs> like, it's not like we made a national holiday out of it, but it was pretty close. Well, there's not much going on in March. We could probably afford one. In March? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Actually, hey, it's worth noting, too, while we're talking about this kind of stuff right now. <laughs> Death? Yeah. F- f- well, for, like the moment we're recording, uh, four years since the passing of Gord Downey today as well. So we, you know, we're, we're drinking in honor of him for sure. You're going to play that Norm MacDonald clip to start, too, aren't you? What's that? Off the hop? Yeah. Beardy Man! Claude Racine! So I've never Dex met Wayne Gretzky. Flame! And I, I, I realize that he's probably got a lot more stories than he leads on. This is terrible. But, like, the story he gave on TNT there about um, the, the fight he had with Neil Broughton. Okay. Broughton, Broughton, Broughton. I, don't I know didn't hear it. Like... The dude has had two career fights, according to the experts that track that shit. Okay. And uh, Gretzky's talking about the fight, and they got the clip there, and they sh- they show, you know, Neil Broughton just fucking wrestling them down, give him a couple shots, and Gretzky's helpless. And uh, Gretzky's going on and on about how, like, yeah, it was so embarrassing, too, because, you know, beginning of the game, they... They brought out this, they had this big ceremony and Sports Illustrated was giving me like sportsman-like player of the year. I was on the front cover of their, their magazine that month. And then I go up there and I get, I get my second career fight. And they're probably off to the side just, oh God, what have we done? You know, given this, given this kid and he's out there fighting and he's going on about this really interesting story. And I was, I was really loving it because I've never heard this before, right? Mm-hmm. 
only for Charles Barkley to cut in and 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 look and look at Wayne and go, "Did you lose to a guy with a perm?" And like <laughs> Wayne Gretzky is like one of the more reserved faces of like sure you know like the super superstars of every sport sure like they're pretty out there. Gretzky's pretty reserved, and even he started you know chuckling pretty good about that one. I I, I lost it. That's awesome. If you lose to a guy with a perm. Oh man, where I come from, if you lose lose a fight to a guy with a perm, and yeah, he goes on. But it was it was oh fuck, dude. This is the best thing that could have ever happened to the NHL at this point, I think. Yeah, NBC really fucking sucked, didn't they? Oh my god. Okay. So, opening night, because it was on ESPN, it wasn't on TNT, I watched uh, Vegas and Seattle, right? Did you watch that? Uh, Yeah, actually I did. So they did something in the second period. And I don't know if you saw this specifically, but you'll know what I'm talking about if you didn't see it. Is they did this thing. They came back from commercial. And John Bougie-Gross calling the game. And he just goes, uh, we're just going to let you in on the sights and sounds of the game. And what they did was, like they do with NASCAR, where they do the turn it up and they just stop the commentary. And they fucking do the close angles and just let you listen to the sound of the cars. They basically did that, where there were just cameras everywhere close to ice level. And they just, like, brought you closer angles on the game like as if you were kind of in the stands almost just watching it and it was maybe the most fun 80 seconds i've ever had watching hockey in my entire life because it just like it was so much closer to the ice it did the game so much justice to just see how fucking fast see how fucking smart these guys are and shut the commentary off and just actually let you watch the sport for a little bit because I think one of the tough things about hockey, and it's, I mean, it's true of all sports to some degree, but, like, is just, how do you really broadcast it? Like, what's the best angle to shoot it from? And the way we do it is the best way to see the whole game, right? Uh, And uh, unless you do it another way where it's, like, end-to-end, it's going to be nauseating, right? Mm. So, it was the coolest way to just kind of, like, make the game as organic as possible on the broadcast. Um... I was blown the fuck away that an hour and a half into their their right their rights coverage of the sport for the second game, I was more enthralled watching hockey than I've ever been in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Blown away. I was blown away. And the broadcast crew did an amazing job ESPN, like Emily Kaplan between the benches. Way better than anyone's ever been. Like, like, well, not anyone, but like, way better than Pierre Maguire was, kind of thing, right? It's just like, this is who should be between the benches is someone who's fucking smart and also maybe hasn't been around for fifty years, so they have a unique perspective on things and is in the know. But like, you know, can I analyze the game? Like, I was like, man, I it was it was hard for me to go to bed at the end of that game. I had to because I was I had to work in the morning. But like, I I I was blown away. Night one ESPN, and then what I've seen of TNT, I I think they're doing a great job. Yeah, if only ESPN get that shot clock working, you know. Yeah, well, whatever. What what do you think? Did you see any of TNT? Yeah. Uh, highlights, I yeah. What do you think? Do you, I don't know if you caught it. They they tossed the power play clock mm-hmm. in the slot area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Yep. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I, I like didn't, that. I didn't love it. I thought it was like. I mean, especially if you're going to play the guy with the like the the bumper, the yeah, bumper it gets guy. in the way, yeah. 
But like, it's, it's again, yeah. it's something different. You're trying, I was like, something. Yeah, it's exactly. neat. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we, we went through twelve years and, of NBC doing nothing, and that's all it's been. Like, man, and even like uh, during the Seattle game, it was like during the inner uh, during the whistles, you come back, and you know how it would be like a graphic of being like, oh, uh, by the way, Vegas is uh, two and thirty-seven all time on uh, Wednesdays where they're leading by three, but then lose the lead, and then it's like. That's what you. That's what you got your stats guy doing, but they would come back from commercial, and it would be like, not even advanced stats. Like it would just be like interesting stats. It'd be like, oh yeah, that is kind of interesting. Like you know what I mean? Like everything they had to offer the other night, I was like, wow. Like I'm actually having a fun time watching this game that I don't give a shit about, and the game itself was good, but like Bucci Gross did a great job of making the game more interesting too. Like it was just. You can tell that they've gotten different direction than what anyone ever got at NBC, and uh, they're doing the game a lot more justice than any broadcast team has done in a long time. Did you happen to see the uh, the comments by uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman uh, on the eve of the NHL season in, in reference yeah. to ESPN and their coverage about shutting them out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. You might want to. Tell everyone at home because I don't know if they saw or heard that. Well, I, again, uh, Gary Bettman, uh, as he normally does, he will give an address uh, with some media the night before the season starts. I know. I realize this is one of my less popular opinions, but yeah. I do like Gary Bettman, man. I don't hate him. <laughs> like, I laughed so hard. <laughs> if, if, if I ever found myself like in a situation where I was at a game where the cup was getting handed out, sure. I couldn't bring myself to boo the guy. I don't think. It, oh I man, I couldn't that's do it. interesting. I, I think I, I wouldn't would, cheer for him. I but think I, I would just out of the novelty boo. of the of the idea of it, but I wouldn't mean it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I would boo him just because it's the thing to do, and it's just, just like it's like a tradition, and it's not like he takes it personally, right? So he's he's pretty good about it. Yeah, he loves um, it. But yeah, at, at the media availability, they were they were asking him about his you know what are his expe- expectations uh, from ESPN. Uh, as the new uh, broadcast partner with the NHL. And uh, he had he had some great things to say. You know, he was really excited and optimistic. And, and, and the, the crowning jewel uh, was when he pointed out that, you know, if, if ESPN can put as much effort into bringing a quality product on the ice for the NHL as they did in tuning them out after they lost the rights, yeah. it's going to be a great, great season. And Awesome. All-timer. That's so that's, good. That's one of the best. That's so one good. One of the best. Yeah. You know? Got to give him credit on that one, man. For sure. Uh, a couple signings to get to. Um, oh. We had a couple guys that were... Uh, one, one that, you know, was, was holding out. You know, we, we've seen the uh, the RFA hold out more more frequently in, in, in years past. And another guy that uh, just signed your, your regular good old-fashioned extension. Um, let's start in Ottawa with Brady Kachuk. Getting seven years at eight point two five million. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's Ottawa, so the first thing we have to ask when we talk about this contract is: Does this make Willie's deal look better or Mitch's look worse? Because everything's about Toronto, right? So, uh, for the Kachuk deal, yeah. Um, it makes Willie's look better. The correct answer was both. Um, it's hard. <laughs> well, I don't think Kachuk and... Yeah, I guess it does, like, to make the Marner one look worse, though. I don't know. Like, 
You know, you know what I'll honestly say about it is because I've I've heard people ask this question. I think the only thing that makes the Marner deal look worse as time goes on is just watching Mitch Marner play hockey. To be quite honest with you, because like, um, it's not like he's it's not like he's bad, but like, I'm sitting there watching the Avalanche the other night, and people are trying to tell me that Miko Rantanen and and Mitch Marner are comparable hockey players, and it's like not at all. Like Miko Rantanen is night and day a better hockey player than Mitch Marner. It's not even fucking close to me. So. I, I, I don't know. If, if we're going to talk about the Marner deal, frankly, it just... He is just... I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I'm just pissed about last year, I think, still. But mm. I don't know. The more I watch him, the more he is doing himself a disservice than anyone else is making him look bad. The thing I've had to start doing is... Um, I take I take his cap hit, and I take Willie's cap hit, and I divide it by two, and I just say, we're getting both guys for 86 and I just feel good about that. It's a good way to look at that, to be <laughs> that's honest. The only with you, way because I can get like that, it. that's because that's a thing too. Like, if you want to sit here and say that they're the same player, I, I'm okay with that. I think Mitch has a higher ceiling, but Willie is hands down the better player night in and night out. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Mitch can do things that only a handful of guys can do, but if he only does it every seven games, what the fuck do I care? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, that's kind of where I'm at with them. So. Uh, Mitch is great when everybody else is on their game, because you know eventually he's going to do something that's going to make. That is the problem with Mitch is I don't think he ever elevates the team. Yeah, and so I don't know. We're supposed to be talking about uh, Ottawa Senator Brady Kachuk, by the way. Uh, seven, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> seven deal. years, eight point two five. I I don't know. He's the next captain. Like yeah, I get it. Yep. He okay. Here's the thing with Brady Kachuk, right? Is like. If you want to eye test him, I think the deal's too rich. If you want to advance stats him, the deal's definitely too rich. But he does a lot of things that not a lot of guys do. And that's what makes him so hard to, to really analyze, right? Is like, everything I've ever read about him from the advanced stats community is just like, yeah, like, we watch the games and we look at the numbers and I don't know what the hell to say about him either. Like, it's just... He is uh, among the worst players in the National Hockey League defensively. Uh, He is not super amazing offensively. But he kind of just seems to shoot the puck a lot. And that confuses the offensive numbers. You know what I mean? But, like, defensively you can't uh, argue that he's terrible. But he's very physical. Like, he's just very... He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know? The thing with Brady Kachuk right now... And, again, if you're uh, not a Leaf fan, you're not going to love this comparison. Like, he's kind of just like Darcy Tucker. You know, like, he just, he's he's fun. But is he really that good? You know? And, like, I'm, I'm like he's, he's better than Darcy Tucker. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I don't know if he's, like, your star star player necessarily. Yeah. They're paying him like one. So, I don't know. But... All that needs to be coupled with the fact that he's 21 years old. And, well, that's Or true. whatever, you know, he's 21 or 22. Actually, yeah, his birthday was that. yesterday, so happy birthday, Brady Kachuk. He's 22 now? Yeah. Happy birthday, Brady Kachuk. Um, wow, he's awesome. I keep forgetting that, like, he's from Scottsdale, Arizona, because Keith played in... Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. I don't know, I see Arizona, it throws me off. But, um... Okay. Well, Where I do mean, you think of him as being from? St. Louis. Well, he played his minor hockey in St. Louis. Like, he played AAA Bantam in, in St. Yeah. Louis. I just, I, you know how job opportunities work, right? No, I get it. Yeah, okay. Um, 
<laughs> he's he's like a he's like an army brat, you know. They just move from city to city because daddy's got a job somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, again, you know, I I have Robin such... and Richie Regeer being from Canada, Brazil, Brazil and Indonesia, right. uh, Indonesia. respectively. Yeah. You know, uh, I I have such a, a love hate relationship with Bernie Kachuk. I love Matt Kachuk. Big fan of him. Um, I'm the opposite. I think Matt's criminally overrated. Oh, he's probably overrated for sure. I, I think I just I, I like I like what Brady dude. does a lot. Yeah. I think Brady's going to be the better player. Uh, I do. I don't know. No, no. But he's well, also, he's also playing for the Ottawa Senators. So that's so, the other part yeah. thing, hard thing, right? Like Makachuk is what he is. I don't see him getting any better at this point. Like Makachuk just yeah, kind of is maybe. what he is. Uh, cu- well, sorry. Couple that with the fact that I think he had a bad year. Well, I don't think he did. He had a bad year last year. I think he'll go back to where more so he was. Sure. You know what I mean? Brady, though, I think there's I think there is more there, but the problem is what is he gonna be surrounded with in Ottawa to show that? Like I don't know if Brady's ever really gonna be the afforded the opportunity to develop as much as he should. You know? He's I, almost a year I or two think, ahead of the curve here with the rest of their prospect pool. And I think he should be better than he is by this point. Maybe. Because I don't know if he's improved that much over the past. I mean, he's up there playing on a line with Tyler Anderson, but Chris Tierney. You that's know? the problem. Like, and working with you know one of the worst de- developmental staffs in the league, and um, you know, I mean, this, this is a team that is not making any secret about not putting a lot of money in developing their players, right? Like mm-hmm. they just they they made this huge trade to trade one of the best forwards they've ever had in Mark Stone uh, for Eric Brandstrom, who they don't seem to give a shit about right now so like i don't really know you know you're telling me eric brandstrom is much better in the ahl than playing michael delzato for 24 minutes a fucking night what like what are we talking about here just play the fucking kid yeah you know i don't know so is brady ever going to get to where he needs to be that's the thing for me i i I don't know but they've also had players kind of come out of nowhere like nick paul is one of them where, like, not come out of nowhere, but, like, has become what we thought he wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Norris maybe is another one where they got him in that trade, and it was like, eh, I don't know if he's going to get there. And he's a very good hockey player. So, What do you think took so long with the Brady Kachuk deal? Because this is a team that, yeah. I mean, we know where Eugene Melnick stands on, like, he. this is supposed to be the first year of the unprecedented <laughs> success where they're going to spend to the cap and they're going to go all in. And oh, up until this deal got ever. signed... That's the best. They were under the cap floor. Yeah. So it wasn't a situation where they were worried about, like, paying the guy. I could, I can't imagine they were worried about paying the guy. Like, you have to get to the cap floor, my guys. Right. G- give the kid fucking 10 mil. Like, who gives a shit? So do you read into this at all? Like, is this maybe something where Brady Kachuk wasn't sure if he wanted to commit to the Ottawa Senators, if he was maybe pushing more for the short-term deal, and eventually they just got to a point where... They gave him a number that was high enough, and and he took it, or because it was it was a little weird. This this one was a little weirder than most RFA holdouts, in that sense where, you know, this wasn't a situation where a team didn't have a lot of cap space, so they're trying to like pinch pennies here. This is the Ottawa Senators, and while Eugene Melnick likes pinching pennies, they needed to spend money. Yeah, for a change. Uh, I don't really know. That I think it had much to do with Brady Kachuk. I 
I, I don't know. It, it's hard for me to sit here and, and analyze anything the Ottawa Senators do and try to make sense of it, to be quite honest with you. Like, it's just they're one of the few organizations where uh, I think the ownership gums up the works of what's going on there a lot. And uh, part of me just is inclined to believe that maybe Eugene Melnick told them that, uh, you know, we'll try to bleed him dry until the season starts and see where that goes because I do genuinely think that he's that stupid. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts on it. I'm, I'm taking the player's side because I have no reason to take the organization's side at all. Mm. So. Okay. Um. You? I mean, I, I would have a hard time believing Brady Kachuk was committed to staying in Ottawa long term up until a week well, ago. Well, I'm sure he had a, uh, you know, a, a minimum requirement, right? But. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I have, I have a hard time thinking that he wanted to be there. Uh, like, if he wanted to be there, I'm sure they could have figured something out where it gets him in at least for the start of training camp. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's it's so bizarre. I, I just can't get my head around it. Because if it's a money issue, again, the Ottawa Senators have to spend money. They needed to get to a certain number. And Brady Kachuk's deal does that. So... Was Kachuk looking for 12? I can't imagine. No. He doesn't have the body of work for that. Uh, he's probably worth less than the 8.25 that they're giving him. I was going to say, he doesn't have the body of work to be what he's at right now. Exactly. Right? paying on potential because so in at my the mind, end of the day, it's the guy who has never hit 50, point, yeah. 50 points in the National. 50! 50, 50! I mean, he was on a 50-point season last year, but pace. Well, sure. Average over. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, So in my mind, it, it becomes a thing where... Brady probably wants the three-year deal, mm-hmm. but the number is probably in the fours, which is not enough. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it's it's tough if you want to sign him for three years and ten million dollars a year to convince him the next time around that he's not a ten million dollar a year player, right? And yeah. You want to sign him for eight years, like you know, you have no leverage there. So. Yeah. So I I don't know. I I thought it was really bizarre. Um, does him having the C in his jersey maybe make this this process quicker? Perhaps. Uh, Coach DJ Smith didn't want to comment on that when asked uh, uh, in a in a media scrum, but like, I think that's become less a coaching decision and more an organizational decision, right? Like, I do think the general managers sort of call the shots be. more on that these days. It's it's you're you're it's it's a product you're selling at this point. Right? Yeah, like, no, and that's what it's become, and rightly or wrongly, right? Like, I, I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. If if they think that maybe. They're better served this year by having, or even just last year, having like Step On be the captain or something, right? And I don't know who it would be this year, rather than going with Kachuk and just having him sort of learn from someone who's a more veteran personality. Like I don't know if that makes more sense, but um, you would assume he's the next captain. Like I just don't really. Well, the fact that they didn't name one this year. He works hard without him being at training camp. I thought yeah was a pretty clear sign, but hmm. You think they would have named him, though, if he was there? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. One last wrinkle with the Kachuk deal. No signing bonus. None. None at all. At any point during the seven years, is there a signing bonus? So that means if we end up with another lockout in a couple years, Hmm. he's losing out some money. I thought that was really odd. You don't see that very often. So that might be why they got to that number, though, was kind of one of those things where it's just like maybe Eugene Melnick feels confident about the fact that he's not going to have to pay... Brady could chuck the $56 million that he owes him. You know, and he's just willing... Honestly, though, like, that just might be one of those things where he just kind of... 
uh, sees it that way and he can, it's less strenuous on his wallet right now. And I don't know. Maybe he knows he doesn't have the money come July 1st. You know, he just, I'm not going to have that kind of cash in my, in my account. I have to, I got to pay this guy bi-weekly. If you can tell, I have a lot of faith in Eugene Melnick and the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Charlie McAvoy was the other signing I wanted to get to. Yeah. Eight-year extension with the Boston Bruins at nine and a half mil. Brutes, is is Charlie McAvoy a nine and a half million dollar hockey player? This doesn't kick in until next year. And this goes until 2030. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, the earth will be gone by then. But, yeah. like, nine and a half mil? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't see it. Yeah, like, I... Fuck. Fucking so weird, this league, man. Where it's just like... People thought that this deal was weird. In a in a, in a league where Darnell Nurse just got $9 million. And fucking Seth Jones just got nine and a half. And Seth Jones looked like looks like he might be one of the worst players in the NHL right now. Defensemen are so weird. But... Okay, but here's the thing I don't really understand. It's just like, Charlie McAvoy is, five on five, uh, over the past two years, the best defenseman in the NHL. He just doesn't put up power play points to reflect, uh, like, point totals. Like, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Like, he, he he's a guy that would have won the Norris for me if he had more of an offensive pedigree. But he's a good offensive defenseman that just doesn't have any boom potential at this point. Like, he's going to be one of those guys where I think in his career he has, like, one 75-point season and the rest are just going to be, like, 45s to 50s. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to have one outlier and that'll be it. Maybe. Well, even if he doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, he's still better than almost everyone, so. But you just give an eight-year contract to a guy that has yet to play a full season in his career. Guy can't stay healthy. I mean, I, I, I guess. I, I don't know. It, it, I don't think it's that big of an issue. But 20 games he missed in 2018, 30 games he missed in 2019. Uh, I mean, not not a, you know half a dozen last year. But yeah, even still, like that's there's there's room for concern. I think. I don't think those were this. lingering issues so much though, right? Like I, I feel like those were both concussion things. Well, and even that in itself worries me. I guess anyone can get a concussion. Yeah. All, all of them have had one. They probably. Just, they probably don't know it. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think it's. It's a weird. That's a weird contract to be concerned about over the, all the other ones too that have been handed out in the last week. Like I'm way more concerned about Nick Suzuki for the Canadians, quite honestly. But well, when when you start um, comparing like player to player, I, I definitely see your point. I, I it's like, just one of those things. I'm looking at the guy and I'm looking at the number and I'm looking at the situation. And I'm, I'm not looking at the last league. I'm just looking at this one situation and this one contract. And it's, I don't have to. It seems a little high for me. If if he has injury problems, then yeah, you have to. But then you just throw him on the LTIR eventually. Sure. And then you get out of it that way. Like the league's kind of come to that point, right? Where it's just like everyone has come to the acceptance that if they run into injury problems, you get to bail out of it. So, like, that's the good news. It's not an organization where, uh, like, it's a, it's a contract I'm, I'm assuming came with insurance. That's all I'm getting at, right? Mm. So the Bruins are not worried about the actual dollar amount if he gets hurt. But assuming he's healthy, like, I don't really know that there are many defensemen I would uh, put around that number other than him. Like, he's, yeah, that's he's a $9.5 million defenseman to me, for sure. Um, you know, like I said, the one concern is he... 
he could he can play on the power play but does he you know like he's he, he's like a Morgan Riley on the power play for me where it's just kind of like yeah he, he he can do it but is that his like is that his home like is he super comfy there right but he doesn't have the Morgan Riley you know five on five sort of offensive pedigree that he has however he defends the rush and uh, in his own zone better than almost anyone right yeah. so um, yeah no I'm I'm good with it I think it's a great deal. I get big Ryan uh, Suter vibes from Charlie McAvoy. In what's... Oh, like, just, like, what he's going to be as a player? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that at 9.5 million. That's a good million. deal, yeah. At 23, I, too, exactly, right? Exactly. So. Exactly. And I just... Again, my, my only concern is, like, what's, what's, what's his body like in a couple of years? If he's having these problems already, you know? I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm a pessimist. Well... I mean, I like. I guess slightly in your defense, I don't exactly remember what his injury problems are. That is one where I just don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, it's one of those things. If you're concerned about it, that's fine. He 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 did play the whole season 2019, 2020. But that would be the only thing I would I would point out. I guess 2019, 2020. Well, he played 67 games in a lockout. In a sorry, not a lockout. A COVID shortened season. COVID shortened. Oh, uh, that will always be a lockout to me for some reason because I—that's just the terminology I use. I mean, the Bruins played seventy games that year, but I, yeah. I you know, I, <clears throat> I see your point. <laughs> um, might have had COVID. You might have had COVID uh, along with most of the I league. Try not to think about yeah. that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, some news from today, and then I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the games that took place over the. Oh, did uh, you have any thoughts on Suzuki's deal? Because that was the other oh, big I thought one. we talked about that. No, definitely no, not. Did we, not? We, we have not done a, a regular... Well, I don't think so, anyway. I mean, now that I have all the, the information in front of me, you're probably right. We probably didn't talk about it. But. Yeah, like Ryan Pollock signed a big deal, too, which I thought, I don't know if there's much to say. Ekholm's another one. But, uh, yeah, we did our season predictions on, uh, on October 8th. So, and I think... Uh, well, sorry, came out the eighth, so we didn't even talk about Barkov's deal necessarily. Like Barkov's another one that we got mm-hmm. to probably, but mm-hmm. um, it's a Jad. been a lot of big contracts. Um, but yeah, did you have thoughts on Suzuki necessarily? I guess that was the the first one I brought up. He he was such a weird one. Like I yeah, he's another hard one to kind of evaluate. He's got that. He's got that rookie year. You know, with the 41 points. And then last year, with the shortened season, he comes out and has 41 points mm-hmm. uh, in 56 games. And then, the, you know, the this is the last year of the entry level. So, I probably would have waited until this year was over before committing. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the number. I The length worries me a little bit just in that regard like if 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 they said you know we're going to give Suzuki three more years at 7.8 sure you know you you're you're banking on yeah this guy being what he is you don't know for sure yet because you got two seasons to work with and you're the Montreal Canadiens who just lost Kotkaniemi and Shea Weber and you know like who else do you really have to build this core around uh Philip Deneau walks in free agency like I get why they wanted to get on this right away. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know if he's a seven point eight million dollar player, but 
I'm saying that while acknowledging, at the very least, he's probably like a six million dollar player. You know, like the the gap isn't too wide for me. Yeah, it's one of those things, right? Like if you're gonna overpay anyone on the team, at least overpay him. Like mm-hmm. it's it's at least worth the shot. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, oh, exactly. It's, it's one of those things where I just like I don't think he. Um, here, here's the thing that always drives me nuts about the whole, like, he should make the Olympic team debate, right? It's just, like, he's a defensive forward who doesn't really drive the offensive play all that well for his age. Uh, or, sorry, yeah, like, for, for that ability. You know sure. what I mean? And so, you're already picking Stone and O'Reilly and Couturier and Shifley and, like, all these fucking guys that are kind of like a two-way player. And is Suzuki anywhere even close to those guys I just named? Like, for me, not even fucking remotely close. So... You're going to take him to play the same role and also not have anything to kick in offensive. Like, he's just, he's several tiers down from those guys for me. So, he gets overrated by that conversation, but on the other end of it, like, yeah, he's 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 an elite defensive player at this stage. And at a young age, like, that that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So, um, if he can find a way to put up 60 points a year... It's not a bad deal, honestly. Like, yeah. it's it's not bad at all. But, um, you know, he's a weird one. Because he's just, he skates like the fucking wind. But for whatever reason, he can't seem to put up those points. Are those points coming? Like, I would think so. But, I don't know. It's 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 sort of hard for me to gauge what he is exactly. I, I think going back to the, the uh, Olympic discussion that you had there. I, I think going back to that, like... There's an argument to be made. Like, you look at his playoff numbers, and it's only two years that he's had the, the, you know, 32 games. 23 points in the short tournament. So if if you want to look at the Olympics as being a playoff-esque sprint, I can see maybe the argument to put him on the short list. I'm not saying he's on that. Oh, top on 12. the short leg, but that, but that's what I'm saying, but right? It's like if, you're, if you're telling 15, me you're telling me he's gonna fucking make it over Couturier, Stone, or O'Reilly. Like that's just bat shit to me. But yeah, no, I know like, what you're that's saying. That's insane. Like, he's not better at anything than I <laughs> than any of those guys. Like skating, I guess. Like <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But you have Barzell and Point and all those guys doing your skating. Like, yeah. And the Olympics are not I, a fast fucking tournament. I, I, would tell almost, you. I would almost just bring him as your 13th forward because you'd, like... Just for the experience he's factor. He's probably going to be a factor in a couple... Like, by the next Olympics, yeah. he's probably on that list. is probably aged out. Fucking Stone might have aged out the way he fucking plays. You know what I mean? Like... Sure. Uh, I don't know. I, I could see him making the team, but... He's going to have to start fucking picking it up this season. That's for sure. Off to a bad start with the Habs uh, through three games. But I guess, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say really what he is, what he, what he might not be. And, yeah. um, you know, it's one of those things where it just uh, it might be a lot of smoke and mirrors from him. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this week's sponsor. If we had any other sponsor, that would have been a great transition. But... I'll tell you, fly in fishing. No, it's uh, it, it's Smoke and Mirrors Media, of course. Now, Smoke and Mirrors Media is a creative uh, media production company specializing in photography and videography. Their services provide creative content for clients that offer extraordinary advertising and exposure opportunities that will help any size and type of business stand out from the competition. Whether you're a struggling artist with a small budget or a successful business with some extra cash, Smoke and Mirrors Media can take your venture to the next level. 
Professional Photography offers your website's brochures and social media outlets the opportunity to shine, while professional videography creates an opportunity that allows potential customers and clients to get an in-depth look into your unique venture. Ooh, never exciting. Spoken Mirrors doesn't just deal with commercial shoots, but also private accounts as well. Wedding and engagement photos, family portraits, and even more can be available through Smoke and Mirrors, and nobody does it better. Visit smokeandmirrorsmedia.ca for more information, and follow at smokeandmirrors.media on Instagram, and uh, get get your get your pictures taken there. Get your get your videos done. Get all that shit taken care of here. It's fall. It's lovely backdrop uh, season. You know? I'm sure. It is. Have you and your girlfriend uh, done the photo shoot thing? You yet know damn well that we have. You have. Oh, not with not with smoke and mirrors. No, with the talented stylings of her iPhone eighteen. I don't know okay. what number are they on. I don't know. I don't know. All right, cool. Well, good for you. Here. I picked up uh, Victor Mete in fantasy because I needed a hail mary today. Victor Meat. Yep. Didn't play. <laughs> it was between him and Chris Tierney. Well, I needed uh, I needed either a goal or a uh, couple hits, and uh, Chris Tierney had uh, two power play goals today. So. Uh, I lost fantasy this week because I went with the guy that didn't play over the guy that did play. I uh, picked up Cal Peterson to try to start for me last night. He didn't play, and I was too ashamed to drop him today. I just kept him and just accepted the loss. Sweeping under the rug. Yeah, sweeping under the rug, 100%. Um, The Toronto Maple Leafs have decided to ease the dress code Mm -hmm. for their players. Okay. Um... So, when they lose tonight, it's going to be because of that, right? Hmm. <laughs> it'll be about whatever Leafs Twitter decides that it'll be about, for sure. You know. Are you, are you, uh, yeah, you got, you, you're probably, I, I don't know, actually. Are, are you a, a, a loose up the dress code type of guy? Sure. Yeah, you don't care. I don't know. Like here, here's the thing: is like um, as a coach in minor hockey, I like doing the dress code thing. But there's a different philosophy behind that than there is for I think NHL players. Um, so for NHL players, yeah, I don't. Who cares? I don't know. Who cares? Okay. Like I, I still think that they should be dressed up to some degree. But you know, you know, like I don't. I don't know if I love the whole, like, just wearing, like, a jersey to the rink or something. It's kind of weird, but... I don't know. <laughs> wearing a jersey to the rink. You know what I... I got the... I got the... Austin Matthews walking in the Vlad Guerrero jersey. You don't like that? That's on the, that's on the move for you? I don't know. Maybe once I see it. I, I, I guess I am pro, because if I don't care against it, necessarily, then I'm sure I'll be fine when it happens. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess loosen it up. It, Who cares? Like when I when I first heard it, I'm like, ah, fuck that. But I don't know. Why should they really? You know, like ever everyone's gonna pay attention to what they're wearing anyway. Yeah. So it is them, it is weird. Like, like why does it have to be a suit? That's what I'm saying. Like if you mm-hmm. want to wear nice casual clothes, yeah, okay, that's okay. interesting. You know, get the fashion going. Get us all dressing up a little bit. There's there's Definitely. I think there's a yin and yang to it to a degree where it's like. You know, you're going to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're, yeah. You're not rolling out of bed. No, you're not wrong. And I think you're. I think you nailed it on the head. I think there's there's a happy medium there where we're not asking these guys to 
show up in a three-piece with the big hat like they're going to church on Sunday. But we don't want to see them in their PJs either, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do. Do we? Tell us at smokeandmirrors.media. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike will be getting a lot of angry Spam emails. those. Uh, spam that media account for sure. Yeah. Um, why not? NHL season. It's underway. Uh, yeah, I guess. The, we did the predictions. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Um, I want to ask you, because you kind of touched on it earlier, the Seattle Kraken, they're here. They debuted. Uh, they had mm. their first game. They played the Vegas Golden Knight. Uh, <laughs> Golden Knights. Sorry, I forgot the S. ESPN didn't forget the S. They added the S, actually. But I, I forgot the S. Um, but Kraken. The video of them. the players yeah. trying to imitate that was not that funny but the mark stone part of it was the funniest thing ever where it was mm. just like not he had headphones on so i think he couldn't hear what he was doing but i think he thought he was doing it bang on he's like like it was just like wow i was gonna say crosby was funny i thought crosby was pretty good yeah but man, fucking ESPN TNT, eh? Like, look at this. Interesting things are happening hey, off the ice. To the death of NBC. Um, the I'll Kraken. What you, you think? They're, they 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 played three games now. I made mm-hmm. a point of watching the first game. I haven't yeah. watched much since. I know they got their first win in Nashville, uh, and they raised a banner for it in Nashville. Um, <laughs> but three games in, Seattle Kraken. What, what are you thinking here? Yeah, like there's some there. <sighs> I don't know. I there's s- something there. Yeah, I don't think they looked bad at all. Like it's tough, right? Because like, I, you lose to Columbus, like that's one thing, right? And um, but they looked pretty damn good against Vegas. However, Vegas seems to also like I don't like okay okay. When I watched the opening game, Vegas looked like Vegas. Vegas has since had their issues and the injury problems are. Wow, they might have some big issues on their hands uh, to start this season, but um, I don't how, know. Like, sorry, how do you mean? Well, Stone and Pat Ray is going to miss some time. Yes, he is. As a proud fan, Stone owner. may miss some time. As a proud fan, owner. and so I don't know what the hell they're really going to do about that because they don't <laughs> get cap relief until uh, they're out long term. They don't have no cap space, so are they just gonna? They're going to trade away another good player with a high cap hit to bring in replacements to free up cap space, or they're just going to play with 16 guys for the next three months. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, if it's three months, then that's LTIR. Uh, two months, I guess we'll see. I, I, I think well, it has to be over 10, 10 games weeks. or 28 days. Is that what it is for LTIR? Yeah. Why doesn't everyone just go on the LTIR then? Well, because you don't want to miss 10 games of pay. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, if it, it's... What what are they really gonna do about that? I I don't, I don't really know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like I like Seattle looked very good. I thought in that game against Vegas, I I was impressed. Very good. Um, you know they they held their own, and if that's gonna be a, a divisional rival sort of battle all season, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that they might split that season series. Which, if you're trying to compete in that division, that's that would be huge, mm-hmm. right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was blown away. I thought I thought they looked great. Yeah. Um, I was impressed. Um, they looked good on the ice too. Like you know, appearance they, wise, the jerseys they, they looked... started a little flat. I'll oh, say, but yeah. man, did they ever settle in? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, the jerseys look Yeah, good. the jerseys look great. The jerseys look good. Uh, however, ruined for me forever are the jerseys by Ryan Lambert's tweet of just tweeting a picture of a Vegas, or sorry, of a Seattle jersey uh, beside a, uh, a Crest uh, toothpaste tube. Or Colgate, sorry. Oh, I didn't see that. Same, same colors. Colgate is the same color. Yeah, I mean, like... It's got the little red and the fucking... It's the same color. It was pretty funny. I mean, I, I'm sure you can find that with any brand somewhere. There's only so many colors. Someone should do an NHL thread of... What Restaurants. NHL oh. jerseys. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You think that's funny, New Jersey's Olive Garden? You think that's funny? Huh? Okay, cool. Um, Kraken got it out of the way 10 days until the season, the home opener. Sorry, not not the season, the home opener for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, I will be pumped to see that because I I want to see the dark jerseys for a change. Mm They're going to play six games on the road first, but um, that's something to look forward to. Uh, The Leafs started their season against an old foe. That you might might recall from the spring. Fucking Leafs again, eh? And, uh... Yeah, couldn't win... Couldn't win 5, 6, or 7, but they were able to game, uh, win game 1 this year. So that, that's that's good. That's good, right? That's That makes up for it. Gotta tell you, James. Hmm. I have missed more periods of Maple Leaf hockey this year than I did in the previous two years combined. And I feel great. Yeah, the uh, fantastic. The three periods I watched, they lost. So, I turned I turned off after the second period against Montreal, and I haven't looked back. Mm. So interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, a couple games in the Leafs season, and obviously the Kraken season. We we talked about the debut there and everything like that. I got to ask you. I want you to rank these from from first one one two three. Okay, in order, best yeah. to worst. Okay. Soccer striker. NFL kicker or NHL forward in terms of kicking something into score a point in a sport. What, 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 how do you, how do you rank those? What do you mean? This is a bad attempt at a joke about how the NHL has had two kick goals go in uh, over the first. Oh, like what's the higher success rate? Yeah, yeah. Oh, where's the skill? I think I think soccer striker has a has a very strong lead. You know. You can bend yeah. it like Beckham. They miss the net a lot. How? The net's huge. They do. Yeah. I think it's not, not a good not a good season to be an NFL kicker, I'll I tell think, you that. I think, I think NHL forward has the best success rate there, I'm not gonna lie. Was this weird to you? I don't know if you saw either of the incidences that took place. The incidences? Yeah. The 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 winning goal in the Vegas Seattle game. Yeah, pretty I clearly did. kicked in. I did see it. Yeah, yeah, that was not great. The winning, the yeah, the winning goal in the Leafs Senators game on uh, Thursday didn't see. Pretty clearly kicked in. I thought. Where do you where do you I'm, fall? I'm a, I'm a proud non-seer. Where do you fall on kicking the puck into the net? Like, should we just get rid of the rule and, and let it happen? Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? Like. I certainly don't care about uh, if they don't catch the kick, but it is one of those things where, um, you know, the rule's in place so that way people aren't swinging fucking skate blades around. Because what could go wrong with that? Yeah, right? well, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, we, like, we, already, we already have so many incidences where people aren't trying to do that. Yeah. So, 
Um, like I'm okay with the redirect, but to me the redirect is your your foot. Oh, for sure. Your foot's on the ice. Yeah. And you're planted. Yeah. And it hits you and goes in. I agree completely. But um, as soon as there's movement in the foot, I think I think it's a non-issue because there's there's the debate. Oh, he's, he's moved his foot. Is he is he actively trying to kick the puck? Well, I don't know, but I don't care. If the foot is in motion, that's a kick to me. Because yeah. that's the only way that you can possibly define it. Otherwise, you have to start thinking, well, well, gee, I wonder if this player meant to move his foot. And, like, well, you're skating. Like, that's a motion, right? And sometimes the puck might hit your skate while you're in motion. But I, I think as soon as you have motion in the leg, you have to disallow it if we're not allowing goals to be kicked in. If we're allowing goals to be kicked in, f- fucking fine. Like, whatever. More offense, I'm, I'm okay with that. But then mm-hmm. we get into the safety issue. Yeah. So draw a hard line here, NHL. If the foot's not moving and it hits the foot and it goes in, sure. If there's any motion at all with the foot, and I'm not bitching about this as a Leaf fan because fuck the Leafs this year. I don't, I don't give a shit. Wake me up in April uh, and, and we'll talk. But like, even that opening game with Vegas and Seattle, for, for Seattle to lose their very first NHL game on a goal that was so <laughs> clearly kicked in. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Well, but it's one of those things, right, where I think we're just going to obsess over it because it's the new hot button issue, right? No, but it isn't, though. Like, this goes back. You think so? 15 years. Every fucking time we have one of these goals, we got to stop the game. I don't see it happen almost ever, though, is the thing. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll sit and watch a game in the background almost every single night. I don't see this shit happen. I think it's because it was bang bang on opening. Like, That's what week. I'm saying. Is it's the new but hot happens, button issue in the sense it that it happens once a week. I really? Oh yeah. I don't. I can't remember. Like that's the thing too. Is just like, do I have an opinion on it? I can't remember the last time I saw a fucking kicked in goal where I had anything to say about it. Like I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's one of those plays. It's like, one of those plays where like it happens once and it's like ah, oh, it happened once to my team this year. So. Uh, it didn't go our way. Whatever, I'll forget about it. And it probably happens to every team once every season. I'll 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 go that minimal with it. It happens to every thirty-two teams once every year. There's a goal that we have to stop and review to see if it was kicked in for every team at least once. Okay. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying one that definitely counts that shouldn't. Yeah. Well. Regard. Yeah. I am. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I can't. I can't remember the last time that happened to the Leafs other than the other night, I guess. Like, that's the first time. But that's, that's my point. You don't remember it because it happens once and it's like, oh, whatever. It's mid-November on a Tuesday and Fair enough. it was one goal <laughs> and we're going to win the next five games. So who gives a shit, yeah. right? And it's like, we move I, on. I, I, I got to tell you, again, like I've, I've probably watched every time that they've played there in the last 15 years. But if you ask me to tell you what happens when the Leafs go to St. Louis... Exactly. To me, scored a winner once. I remember that. I'm I'm okay with giving the referees like discretion and like some some wiggle room on sure. making a call, but like this is one where I think you have to just draw a hard line. Just draw a line in the sand. You can either kick it or you can't. And if yeah. your foot is moving, that's a kick. And then you take all the Fair guesswork enough. out of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I, I think at one point that's how they called it, and I just, I don't, I don't know if that's how they were supposed to call it necessarily, but mm-hmm. I, I do feel like there was a time where, like, even a redirect was just like, no. Right. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's an issue, but, um, you know, if they wanted to get rid of all, like, it hits the skate sort of goals, I guess there's going to be way fewer exceptions where it's like oh man that shouldn't have counted right? yeah. where it's or or it should have counted where you know a shot hits a foot yeah but what are you gonna do because Fucking like foul that, a shot off your foot into the, into the net and it and, doesn't and, count like and, that's and, not gonna and happen it, it also goes with like the safety thing because as as this happens more and more frequently if it does right where it's we've got this wiggle room of you're redirecting it um what's redirecting What's stopping a player from like just a, putting his foot up? Apocalypse now, Redux. What's stopping a player from just putting his foot up? I'm going to leave this here for a second. It's going to hit my skate because no, I'm no, trying to redirect it. To yeah, my stick well, as an ass, in. as an asshole that made his living in front of the net, yeah, I would stand there and fucking jazz hands and have my sure. foot up in the air and just see what happens. Two feet off the ice. I'm not moving it. I'm, it's just here. It's stationary. Don't skate into my blade. If you cut yourself, that's on you. Yeah. I redirect it. I told my team last game that I wanted to see more net front presence tonight, and it was like the puck would go to the point, and it's fucking like four bodies in front of the net all of a sudden. It's like, how the fuck are we managing that much traffic? You still have two defensemen somehow? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. It's fucked. It's like traffic like you've never seen. It's crazy. Anyway, I'd like to see more goals in NHL, but I think this is asinine, and we need to just stop allowing this to happen but. okay i'm i'm fine with that i have no hard opinion on it but uh i appreciate your concern good um anderson lias La- La- anderson calgary is it leas lias anderson uh rasmus is it rasmus lias anderson is an la king okay mm-hmm. okay he's a forward i knew it's, that was a, i knew there was a guy lias is the one that threw his gold medal into the stands oh cool guy and the rangers traded him because they didn't like him and okay. uh, i don't think the kings particularly love him okay uh rasmus anderson is the future of the calgary flames defense right the guy that headbutted a player uh on saturday night i heard i didn't see yeah, yeah. um suspended a game i want to say just one i think that was the punishment was it one or two it was might, one or two it wasn't to watch this wasn't before much. i talk about it yeah. Um, bizarre. You don't see the headbutt in hockey very, very often, you know? Um, <laughs> no. It was, it was chintzy. I, I'll say, like, he definitely yeah. hit him in the head with his head, but... All right, I'm going to watch it here. Wait, that was it? No. You're kidding me. When it happens live, it's, it's hard to catch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. A little, it's a little chintzy. 
Yeah, when it happened live, I was like, I was waiting for it to happen there. Okay. Um, hmm. It was no Zindane Zidane. But, no. You know. Yeah. Eh, yeah, a game. Whatever. I don't know. I hmm. guess that's fine. <laughs> was I supposed to have more than that? I don't know. Yeah, like, that's, that's not... Yeah, that's let's, not let's, let's get oh, going here. God. What? What? Oh, they both suck. I don't care. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that that is a headbutt, though. You're you're right. Uh, I think he tried to disguise it as best he could. Yeah. Oh, or did he ever? Yeah, he did pretty good. Like I didn't yeah. see it at first there, but yeah, a game. I got. I don't know. I don't think he was trying to fucking. Like yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't. I don't know. He tried to headbutt him, but I don't think he tried to like headbutt him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. All right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't love that, but whatever. What uh, are your thoughts? <sighs> Yeah, a game. Yeah. You know? Were people freaking out about this, though? No, I just thought maybe we would freak out about it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, when I saw it live there, I was like... I, I was legitimate, like, when, when you hear me watch that, I was legit waiting for something else to happen. And then they go, brought him to the box, and Yamamoto's going off the ice, and that's why I was like, wait, that's it? Because mm. I was legit waiting for something else. But yeah, when you watch it a bit slower, I guess, yeah, that's what he tried to do. I mean, at, at, at a certain point, you can't just sit here and say, like, um, well, when you watch it in slow-mo, but it is one of those situations where, yeah, when you actually watch it a second time. I'm just trying to pander to the Calgary Flames listeners that follow this podcast, so, you know. Oh, uh, well, we're not, yet again, we're not pandering to them. Well, you know, we, uh... I had to mention the flame. If I didn't mention <laughs> oh, the flames... Oh, you just want to mention the flames. We would be, like, getting, oh, okay. getting all the emails about how we're a Toronto-biased sports market. Hey, James, can I ask you, as please, someone who's been please. incredibly busy over the past uh, right. five nights or so, yeah. how are the flames doing? Well, they lost Saturday. Okay. And that's it. That's all. That's the only game they played. Yeah. That's like the Bruins then. One and done, baby. All the fucking Bruins were. Com- all the Bruins fans were complaining on Twitter about how they uh, didn't play a game till Saturday, and the Flames didn't either. Pretty sure. You know, maybe that's the one reason I don't hate the Flames because their fans are just agreeable a lot of the time. You know, they're just happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, our sponsor this week, Smoke and Mirrors Media. Oh, for the second time. They better be painted double. I'll just say that. Uh, anything else from the opening weekend that you wanted to get to? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't watched hockey in three days. So I'm glad we do a hockey podcast. Yeah. Um, gonna... Well, see, the funny thing is, is normally we would do it on like a Thursday night, and all of my hockey watching usually happens from Sunday to Wednesday these days because right. uh, because of my schedule. Um, but yeah, I know I worked all weekend, so I didn't have time to watch hockey, unfortunately. That's fine. Uh, we're going to do something that we did last year. Okay. And, uh... Oh boy. I would have liked... McIndoe? I would have liked to have done this last week with Alex, because we did our season predictions episode then, but this hadn't been released at that point, and I, I can only work in the con- confines of... Sean McIndoe? Our good friend Sean McIndoe. Yes! yes! Oh! Let's our, go! Our good friend that we've never met, but he did tweet at me once. This was so, so fun last time. Um, I actually, like, last year I didn't formally submit um, a ballot you did with, with him. I did this year. Okay. So, the answers I have in front of me are in, in stone. They are engraved. If if I wow. win if I win the prize at the end of the year... Ryan Graves. Um... I've done my job. If I fail miserably, it's on public record for everyone to know beyond this podcast even. So, um, 
We're going to play the Sean McIndoe Down Goes Brown 2021-2022 season mm-hmm. prediction game. Let's do it. And he's got a twist this year. Oh, God. All right, last year... Always we, does. Yep. Uh, last year, we did eight questions. Uh, he's added a ninth, okay. as well as a bonus. Ugh. And uh, we will get to the bonus at the end. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to preemptively explain how that works to you now because I want to get I want to get some honest answers out of you um, and and we'll see how it all shakes out so uh, as you recall from last year uh, how this works is I'm going to ask you a question mm-hmm. and you can answer up to five answers that mm-hmm. pertain to the question mm-hmm. for every answer you get right you get a point mm-hmm. and it compounds so you you get one point for one correct answer if you get five right you get 15 points for the question. Okay. okay. However, if you get any single question or any single answer wrong, you lose all the points oh, no. on that question. You can't go three for five. You can't go two for five. It's five for five or four for four oh, or one for one or nothing. Okay? Oh, dear. Um, the idea here, obviously, is to commit the most points as you can. Uh, if you go five for five for every question... You're obviously going to get the, the maximum amount of points possible within the game, but there is some strategy. It might be better to not go for five answers. Maybe I'm going to take one or two or three, and we'll see how it plays out. Um, any questions before I uh, dive into question number one? No, I got it. All right, lovely. Uh, as with last year, Brutes, I'd love you to tell me five teams that will absolutely make the playoffs this season. Will make the playoffs. Absolutely will make the playoffs. All right. I'll go the Colorado Avalanche. All right. Take your time. I don't think it's as easy as last year, to be honest with you. Um, I... Uh, damn! I'll, I'll go Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. It's just even if everyone's out, they could play twelve forward, twelve players, and I think they'll make it still. They'll finish third. <laughs> um, I'll go with. Hmm. Interesting. See, the thing with the Central is, I feel confident of who's going to make the playoffs, but it's not like the divisions are horrible. It could be really anyone, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. I'm going to pick the Boston Bruins, and I'm going to leave it at that. Really? Yeah. So you're going Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, Boston for uh, four of the five possible answers on teams that will make the playoffs this year. Mm. I may as well take my shot with a fifth, eh? I think this is where you get the easy money. Yeah. I may as well take my shot with a fifth. Let Let me look at things here quickly here. Um, fuck, Pittsburgh, 2-0-1, eh? Um, wow, Columbus, 2-0. and oh, Maybe I'll take Columbus, but uh, probably not. Uh, Islanders, rough start, eh? Jesus Christ. Oh, the Buffalo Sabres, 2-0. and oh. Well, hmm. Maybe that's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll say the Leafs for five. I'm entering the Toronto Maple Leafs. Onto your bracket, sir. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm not super confident about that last one. 
<laughs> you went Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, Boston, and Toronto. Yeah. Three teams from the same division, I might yeah. add. Um, I, I, I think I know what's going to happen in that division. But. I went Tampa, Colorado, Vegas, the Islanders, and the Winnipeg Jets. I almost went Winnipeg, but uh, I have yet to watch them this year was my thought. And mm-hmm. they're 0-2, I guess, now that I'm just finding mm-hmm. that out. Uh, crazy, because I uh, well, I used to have a weekly column about them. Now my, my writing on the high button's different this year, so I don't have to do a weekly. I don't have to watch all of their games. I'm nice. going to watch most of them, but okay. I just haven't had time to watch okay. the first two. I like your answer still. I, I couldn't bring myself to pick the Leafs. I'm still mad at them, but... Hmm. It's just hard for me to think they're not going to, but... We'll, Absolutely. We'll see. Uh, question two is, name up to five teams that will not make the playoffs this year. Will not. I found uh, this harder. Really? I found well, this to be a little trickier. Wow. Uh, if you go to NHL.com, you can't even click on Seattle yet. That's how new they are. Mm. Um, that's fucked, actually. That's really weird that it's not a clickable team. Okay, five teams that won't make the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Um, well... I'm going to go with the Buffalo Sabres. Please do. Even though they're 2-0. and I loved how two people were like online. It's like, wow. The Buffalo Sabres are 2-0. and mm-hmm. Well, first off, one of the games was against Arizona. But the more important thing... They were like 9-2-1 and a few years ago. Last and they year, were like third last yeah. in the league. Well, maybe not last year. So, yeah. uh, sorry. Buffalo, Arizona. Arizona. I like it. Um... To name five that definitely won't. Yeah, that might be tough. I'm going to go Chicago. Really? Yeah, they look bad. Um, you know, they have the Vezina winner in that, right? Yeah, well. Mm. I got to tell you, mm. I don't know if you see the defense in front mm. of them. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Seth Jones long term. That's, that's fucked. Hasn't kicked in yet. Like, it's just... Hasn't kicked in yet. I don't even think he's particularly, like... Like, I don't think he's good. I didn't think he was, like, horrible, horrible. Mm-hmm. He looks horrible so mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because the Pacific sucks, but that could go any number of ways, right? So... I will point out that you took three teams to absolutely make it in one division, which, yeah, mathematically speaking, should no, mean... I, I get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess I didn't pick any of them yet, eh? You took Buffalo. I took Buffalo. Oh, I'll say Detroit's not going to make it either. Yeah, it's probably good. I, I love them much. I love them much, but their, they're not going to Their gonna leading scorer it. can't play uh, 12 of the games this year. So. Yeah, well. Yeah. He's only leading scoring because no one wanted to touch him either. So maybe that'll work to their advantage. Who knows? Um, So I have four teams? Yep. Buffalo, Arizona, Chicago, Detroit. I will also pick... Uh, well, they screwed me last year. Screw me again this year. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I went uh, Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo, Arizona, and Anaheim. I just can't bring myself to... There's like 5% yeah. of me that is just... Yep. Eh, no, I get maybe, it. but yep. probably not. Uh, Brutes, aim up to five coaches who will not be fired or otherwise leave their job before the first day of 2022 free agency. Not including any coach who was hired to their current job after October 1st, 2020. Will not be fired. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise leave their job. Uh, I will go Jared Bednar. Good call. Um, I will go... 
Pete DeBoer, I think was that. Okay, well, if that's a valid answer. I will go Dean Evason. I will go John Cooper. Do I stick with my guy? I'm sticking with my guy. I'm going Mike Sullivan. I understand that that could go awry. You understand I'm... the Penguins have fired two coaches in seasons that they've won the Stanley Cup, right? So Yeah, I'm well, They're probably itching to pull I have a hard trigger. time believing that team wins the Stanley Cup without Mike Sullivan, well, so we'll see. Uh, you went Bednar, DeBoer, Everson, Cooper, Sullivan. I went uh, Cooper, DeBoer, Bednar, Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, like probably, but yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. But and Barry Trotz. I think I'm. Again, it's one of those. It's hard for me to just evaluate the Leafs right now. Like sure. I'm just mad at Keith, and I think he's bad. But that's just because I'm mad at him. Like it's not because he's bad. Okay. <laughs> he isn't bad. I'm just mad. Um, I think that's a Michael Jackson song. Uh, what's next? Name up to five GMs who will not be fired or otherwise leave their jobs for oh. the first day 2022 free agency, not including GMs who were hired at, to their current job after October 1st, 2019. 2019? 2019. So Ron, oh, Ron Francis little, uh, off so the books. That's one twist. Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay, but they can't be fired before the draft is what you're saying. Free agency. Do any general managers qualify under this? Yeah. Like, no, sorry. Like, are there any general? Like, I think any of them. Because, like, I think Joe Sackett probably gets fired if things go wrong. I think, uh... Huh. But you also have to, in turn, think that things are going to go wrong. You've taken them to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just saying, yeah. So 2019, yeah, I can't take Ron Hextall. Okay, so I will go Joe Sackick. Mm-hmm. I'll go Lou Lamorello. Yeah, you will. I'll go Julian Breezebois, and that's, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for that one. Yeah, that's fair. But I just won two cups. I gotta go. <laughs> okay. Does Steve Eiserman qualify? Yep. I will go Steve Eiserman. I realize that sounds like a fucked pick because they're going to be bad, but um, that's four. Yep. I'm definitely not taking Stan Bowman. I'll tell you that for free. I wouldn't. Um. Mhm. Kind of want to go Jim Benning just for the fun of it, but mm. um, I'll go Kelly McCrimmon. Really? Yeah. Uh, we went four for four, except you took McCrimmon and I took uh, Dubas. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. No, the Keefe one I'm sure yeah. about, but the Dubas one I'm not. I think if, Ju- it's just... Sorry. Yeah. I just think it's more... I could see ownership panicking about out. Shanahan. Yeah. yeah. If Shanahan's still in charge, none of them are going anywhere. Yeah. If Keefe stays, Dubas stays... If Dubas goes, Keith goes, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, name up to five goaltenders who will start at least 60% of their team's regular season games this year. <laughs> well, famously last year, I, uh, what, I, what, I picked two? I think so. Yeah. Will I pick any this year? Uh, that's... I think you have to pick one at least. Really? I don't know if I have one. Well, I'll go Vasilevsky. For sure, if I have That's to good. pick someone. 
he already looks like he might get thrown on waivers by the end of the month so far. Um, yeah, well, it's fucking not very good. The Panthers good. keep playing Bobrovsky, so... Yeah, well... Oh, uh, sorry, I'll go Hellebuck. Yes, you will. As well, that's obvious. Um... <laughs> I think I might leave it at that, to be quite honest. Um... More than 60%? At least 60%. Um, oh, wow. Okay, the guy I was going to pick has not played this year. So, yeah, I will go... Uh, I think I'm done, then. That's what I'm doing. For the record, that's 49 games. Oh, 49 games? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me think about that for another second, then. I am going to go... With Elvis Merzlikens as well. And that is it for me. I will go Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, Merzlikens here. Okay, as uh, McIndoe points out, uh, this is the stage where the first four, you can bank some points. And these last ones are where you kind of get a little uh, courageous sometimes. you got to really evaluate where you think things are going to fall. Yeah, like, again, I... Bank or lose. Leonard and Kemper both have injury problems, so when I think about those two teams being good, you know, mm-hmm. I still think they can be good with Francis and uh, Brassois, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, as I mentioned in my season prediction. Uh, so, yeah, the only other one I really thought about was Cal Peterson, but, I don't know, they might play quick out of nostalgia a lot so well especially if they find themselves in a situation where they're not making the playoffs we'll just start jonathan quick and get a better pick you remember when jonathan quick was uh, our guy it's quick to pick that'll be the slogan for the draft quick to pick yeah quick's pick and he'll make the pick Uh, i I went hellebuck and vasilevsky i also took uc saros okay robin leonard yeah and jacob marshner Markstrom pulled it off last year without having much of a... Like, they had a better backup last year. With he, he doesn't have a lot of health problems, so yeah. I like that yeah. for sure. Winner scares me. Soros, I think they're just going to try to get as much as they can out of him this year because this will be his first year as a starter. So give yeah. him the reins and see what happens. If he stays healthy. I'm no, I, I, I don't mind the Soros pick. The Markstrom one will be interesting because it is one of those things where if he's not good and he gets remotely hurt, they're going to shut him down for the uh, year yeah. because, uh, yeah, that that could be very bad. But All right, this is the first category that I did not take five in. Uh, Brutes, name me five rookies who will finish in the top ten of Calder oh, balloting this year. I did so good last time, right. so... Uh, five rookies, top five top balloting? Oh, top okay. Um, okay. Give me a second. Let's pull up some rooks here. Pull up what do we got? What do we got here? Little buff boys. Little buff boys. Cut a piece of ham. Who's carved up? Thinking it's not a typical Tuesday. All right, that's enough. All right, top ten in in uh, in caller voting. Okay, mm-hmm. I will go uh, Maurice Sider. Yeah, you will. I'm gonna go Bowen Byram. Nice. Now, the interesting thing is, mm-hmm. 
do I still love my Calder prediction from two weeks ago? I don't know who it was. And I think I do. Uh, because everyone else loves to fucking love this kid. So I'm going to go Cole Caulfield. Ugh. Yep. Just doubling down on that one. That's all. So I got Cider, Byram, and Caulfield, right? Yep. Okay. I have them making the playoffs, and I can't find another way that they make the playoffs without this happening. So I'm going to go Spencer Knight. That's probably where I'm going to cut this off. I kind I want to say Hendricks Lapierre, just because I like him. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a ton of confidence in that. It's insane to me that Christian Veselainen is still a rookie. Uh, yeah, and I was kind of hoping Perfetti was going to have a little bit more to say through uh, a couple games. But I'm going to leave it at that. Cider, Byram, Caulfield, Knight. Yeah. All right, we both took cider. Okay. We do like a, a hot cup of cider. Um, I love him. You took your Calder prediction in Cole Caulfield. I took my Calder prediction, which was Alex Nedeljkovic in Detroit. Technically yeah. still a rookie. Um, and I took Trevor Zegers. Okay. And that was it. No Byram. No. I was actually closer to going with Pod Colson. But. <laughs> that would have been cool. Got a goal so far. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, top three in uh, in goaltending stats right now. You could have gone Carol Vejmil, Veg, Vejmakel, Vejmelka, Vejmaka. Is Russian your first language? Is that what he is? I don't know. No, actually, I think he's Czech, which is Oof. even worse if I'm butchering mm-hmm. that because I'm of Czech descent. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, number yeah, seven. he's from the Czech. Name up to five defensemen who will finish in the top ten of Norris balloting this year. Five defensemen, top ten. Is that a new one? Um, yes, this is the new one. I was going to say, I don't remember that. Five defensemen, top ten Norris voting. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Right? I like that one. That's that's not easy at all. I wow. had three. I went with three guys. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going Kale McCarr. As did I. Because that's my Norris pick. But I really think it's not that easy. Um, Wow. Mm -hmm. I have to try to think of what I was going to do with my Norris, too. So I had someone else before, Mikhail McCarr, and I'm trying to think of who it was. Mm -hmm. I will go Adam Fox. Really? Well, there's like four or five of them that I think are like part, far, far and away better than almost all the other NHL. Part of me just feels like I that guy might be a one and done. I don't know. I don't. I mean, okay, like good defenseman, but just like not a Calder or Norris guy again. His point total was a little inflated last year because of a couple games, mm-hmm. but um, I still think he's unbelievable. Fox, Makar. Hmm. Seth Jones. 
Um, Not unless Mark Lazarus is picking the fucking Norris team. Don't fucking... Is he defending Seth Jones so far? Or he's what? a Blackhawks. No, but is he defending or... Seth oh, Jones? Oh, I have no idea. I just... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to pick with my heart here. Okay. I'm going to pick Dougie Hamilton. I like it. Um, fuck. I wish Adam Pellick put up points because man, he would fucking win a Norris, but, um, I had a fourth one and I, and now I, oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go Aaron Eckblad. Mm-hmm. I think I have five here, but... Really? Well, I spent a lot of time looking at defensemen and their fucking numbers, and I just feel like I have a good grasp on this, but maybe I don't. I went over the last three years, and the crossover from year to year... Yeah, it's tough. Not good? It's tough, but it, like that's kind of where... I almost think that I've looked at it so much that I think I can almost predict now who's going to have a f- fucking good year. And... I'm going to stick with this last one just because I, I took them being good. I should have taken the coach to not get fired now that I'm thinking about it. Because <laughs> I think he's safe. Um, I'm I'm going to double down on him this episode and I'm going to go Charlie McAvoy. Hmm. Yeah. So you went with five. I went with three. Uh, I had Makar as well. And then I had Victor Hedman. Year to year, he's the only guy that yeah, shows up. No, I yeah, that's partly why I think he's not going to. But okay. And Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, he came alive last year at the yeah. end for Vegas, so I think he has a big year this year. I almost went Shea Theodore. Yeah, well. yeah, that's fair. But it's going to be tough the next year or two to decide who is going to be your, mm-hmm. you know, runaway pick off of that defense core. So yeah. Uh, number eight is name up to five players who will finish in the top 15 of Hart Trophy. Top 15 Ugh. Hart Trophy. Yeah, this one fucked me last year, didn't it? Um, well, I'm not going to go Jack Eichel this time around. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I've, I hear he's uh, uh, not valuable to his team, apparently. they look. Very... I also did not take Elias Pedersen, as I did last year. They look very good. Mm. Uh, oh, or 2-0 there. Mm. Um... Well, I'll go. Uh, that would be an all-time fucking um, troll job. Like, if the Sabres were to, like, make the playoffs this year without Eichel, and everybody fucking put him down as their hard pick. Just spends the whole season on LTIR. Yeah, it's like Rory Fitzpatrick That'd making, be great. The, uh, making the All-Star. That'd be great. Wasn't Rory Fitzpatrick playing for the Sabres when that happened, too? Canucks. Canucks? Also a joke of a team. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm going to go... Hey, same expansion year, 72. <laughs> Yeah, what a great decision that was. Oof. Fucking fucking Anaheim worked out better than those two. Um, I'm gonna go. It did. Uh, I'm gonna go with Connor McDavid. Please do. <laughs> he has 12 points in two games this year. So, what does he actually have? Uh, he's got three, four, five, six. I think I have it here. Oh, he has five. Oh, five. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, fucking stammer seven, eh? Good for him. Um, wow. It's a little more wide open this year. Is I it? Think. I think so. 
Well, just for the vote, the voting itself. Okay. Connor McDavid's gonna win the fucking Hart Trophy. Let's get real here. I'm gonna go Sidney Crosby. Really? Wow. Got some catch up to do. I have the Penguins being good, mm. and if he comes back at all, he's getting Hart votes. It's um, a gamble. You think so? Well, like. I think that's a guarantee. He'll come back. He'll probably be okay. Uh, I don't know how great they're going to be. They would have to miss the playoffs and he would have to put up like 60 and 75 for that to happen. And I don't think either of those things are going to happen. He, They would have to miss the playoffs and all he would have to do is finish second in scoring to Evgeny Malkin, which I can see happening. For him to get top 15 hard votes? To not get top 15. Well, he's, you think he's going to finish second in Malkin? I'm saying it could happen and it wouldn't shock me. Isn't Malkin missing like two and a half months, I thought? I didn't think so. But I don't think he's back anytime soon. Mm. It's good. I drafted him. Well, maybe you're right then. I don't know. I thought I thought he was coming back soon. Uh, or wasn't coming back soon. So, I got McDavid, Crosby. Both noted good players. Um, I will go with Alexander Barkov. Top 15. I'm going to go Ovechkin. Really? <laughs> Alright. I respect it. Yeah. I have them being decent. <laughs> Not great. Decent. And I'm going to go Nate McKinnon. McDavid, Crosby, Barkov, Ovechkin, McKinnon. I went McDavid, McKinnon, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl. And Nikita Kucherov. I try to stay away with Tampa Bay on that kind of stuff. Because it's just like, I don't think... I don't know. I It just always seems like people think the most valuable part of the team is something different than what it is. So I'm just done trying to guess mm. what people are watching with that team. Uh, number nine. Name up to five players who are currently on an NHL roster that will change teams between the start of the season and the end of the first day of 2022 free agency. This means they must be acquired by a new team uh, via trade, free agency waivers, but does not include demotion, retirement, or leaving the league entirely. Okay, so they're going somewhere different. Yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Super easy. Nailed it last year. Um, I had Hall, Dubois, and eventually Flurry, but it came a few days late. I think I got a couple of them right Oh, now. and I had Eric Stahl as well. The one that sunk me was Flurry oh, because okay. it didn't come until like the deadline was. I, forgot, I forgot Stahl got traded. I yeah. was like, dude, you don't get points for retiring because mm. he never did that either. And I guess officially, um, leaving their teams. Hmm. Before the 2022 draft? Free agency. Before free agency. Do I think it's going to happen or don't I? Read me the question again. Uh, five players who are currently on an NHL roster that will change teams between the start of the season and the end of the first day of 2022 free agency. 
This means they must be acquired by a new NHL team via trade, free agency waivers, but does not include demotion, retirement, or leaving the league entirely. Okay. I will go Jack Eichel. Thank you. As did I. I'm not even entirely convinced on that either. Nor but. am I. Um, damn, this is a tough one. Like, I, you know what I mean? I need like 10 minutes to think about this one. This is a tough one. <laughs> yeah, this is not an easy one, eh? No, I went with two answers. Really? Yeah. Jack Learn- Eichel and Phil Kessel. Learned from last year. Yeah, I'm thinking Phil too, to be honest, but I'm not going there yet. Jesus Christ. Not much tradable on that Sabres roster, eh? No, sir. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I will go with them. And I gotta make one more pick just to make it interesting here. Okay. I am gonna go with someone and that someone's name will become obvious in the next few minutes when I say it of course who could it be who could it be who could it be I'm gonna go Dylan Strom okay I like that yeah and his team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, wow. Oh, you don't need to give that detail, my guy. <laughs> Eichel, Subban, and Strom. Uh, yeah. Dylan and PK, for the record. Yeah. yeah. Um, Damn, I was hoping to sneak a Malcolm Subban right. trade in there. Here is your 10th optional bonus question, and it is optional. Hell you yeah. do not need to answer this. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm going to answer it. For 15 points. Jesus Christ. Name one and only one player who will finish this season not named Connor McDavid with 100 points. If you get this wrong... Holy fuck. Your entire ballot gets zero. Alright. Did you pick a guy? I did. Because there's no right answer, really, I don't think. There really isn't. um, But I think I'm going to do it. Okay. And it's not someone whose name's come out of my mouth tonight, I don't think, which makes things more interesting, perhaps. But, um, how's his start looking? Pretty good. Points is a lot, though. <laughs> Not named Connor McDavid that's going to get 100 points. Yeah, I'm going to answer it. And I, I am going to go with Nikita Kucherov. Really? Yeah. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> I went with Leon Dreisaitl. That's fair. Four points in two games. That's fair. Kuch has four and three. Oh, yeah? I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. I almost went William Nylander, but... I... I, I didn't, actually, I, almost. But, but yeah. you know what? There was a part of me, though... I just don't... I don't... 
I just don't know what to make of it, but I I th- sort of thought about going Stamkos, but mm. he just hasn't done it in so long. Yeah. Where it's like, ah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but he's, he's off to a great start, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so um, we'll check back on those Macindo game predictions at the end of the year and see how we did. Uh, I don't think either of us did all that well last year, so hopefully this will be a bit more of a, uh, you know, feel-good story, so to speak. Well, we did better than everyone else, apparently, last well, year. So yeah, still... only, only one perfect bracket last year. But um, We're going to end off with a quick overrated, underrated favorite, least favorite. In honor of Michael Caine's retirement, uh, we're going to do Michael Caine films. Well, uh, yeah... Michael Caine's retirement in the sense that it got announced that Michael Caine was retiring from acting for him to later come out and be like, I'm not retiring. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm. So, uh, yeah, we, I figured we'd talk a little Michael Caine. A little Michael Caine. No, Michael, Michael Caine. Yeah. Yeah. What are you thinking? Overrated. Overrated Michael Caine film. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I overrated... <laughs> I will go with. We can go Tenet. Wow. Hmm. He. Okay, but the film itself is overrated. Yeah. Okay. Did you see it? I did. Okay. I thought it was good. I didn't. Uh, it would be overrated in the sense that it's a Michael Caine film, for me. Because he's in it, but mm-hmm. he's not really in it. Mm. But, you know. It's the same as, like, Inception. It's just like, ah, oh, here's a scene for Michael Caine, you know. <laughs> but, uh, okay, fair enough. I, I vehemently disagree, but that's fine. Okay. Oh, you're right, my overrated. Well, I mean, it, it would be my least favorite, uh, if, if not for the existence of another movie. But my overrated is Now You See Me. Um, because I think it's a horrendous piece of shit, and people seem to really think that it's uh, it's a good movie. People like that, eh? They made it a see. They made a sequel that wow. that made a lot of money as well. Uh, yeah, it's it makes no sense. I don't really think pe. I don't I don't understand what I'm missing. I've looked it up. I'm not missing anything. It mm. doesn't make any sense. There are many many plot holes in it. Uh, but it made me so angry that I haven't gone back to like revisit it in quite a while. But it's it's bad. It gets very overrated for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my underweighted. Uh, underweighted. My underrated. Waiting. Uh, is uh, briefly in waiting. Uh, bewitched. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Thought it was delightful. <laughs> What do we say? What, no. What, well, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to tell him? I don't know. Tell us whatever fucking, you want, I guess. Fucking Will Ferrell. I, I thought it was great. <laughs> okay. That's that's fine. Okay, Nicole Kidman? How could you not, right? Well, yeah. Get into that, I guess. <laughs> um. George by Nora Efron. What, what are we talking about here? My underrated is Sleuth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
it's just one of those things. Uh, it's Jude Law and Michael Caine trying to act circles around each other for two hours, and it's fucking unbelievable. It's uh, it's great. Um, you know, I, I've always loved the idea of, um, you know, plays that get turned into movies in a way, and if it gets cast the right way, it's it's quite amazing, right? Like, like there are bad examples of it, but, like, you know, like, Fences turned out very good, and, and you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, uh, what the hell, Carnage there is, is a good one, too, but, um, you know, some of them are terrible, and a lot of people didn't love Sleuth, and... I, I don't really know that there's anything I didn't like about the remake of Sleuth, um, other than, you know, a couple small things that just were away from the original, but the one thing that remains consistent in it for me is the acting is fucking unbelievable, and, uh, it sticks to the same script, so I'm not gonna sit here and, you know, say that it's fucking way worse than the original, it's about the same thing, hmm. so, uh, they both involve Michael Caine but I like the new one better. I see. Sleuth. They both. I love that. They both involve Michael Yeah, the original is also Michael Caine, but he's yeah. the younger guy in right. the original. So That is funny. Yeah. I never, never realized that, actually. Yeah. Um, my favorite Michael Caine film, uh, The Italian Job. No. Um, what? He was in the original Italian Job. Oh, right. I was like... I don't remember him playing Jason Statham's <laughs> role in that. Um, it's, uh, it's fucking Dark Knight. We, come on. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, it is. I it mean, is. It's, it's the same character for three different films, I guess. Well, but, yeah, no, the Batman yeah. movies. It's it's Alfred. Dark Knight. I think my favorite uh, story about Alfred in the Dark Knight is when uh, my buddy Brandon uh, got a cat that he decided to... <laughs> <laughs> name after the butler in the uh, Dark Knight or in the Batman movies, and he named him uh, Wilfred, <laughs> not realizing that it was supposed to be Alfred. And um, still named Wilfred to this day. I uh, did not correct it after I told him, but it was fun to correct him. Yeah, no, very good movies for sure. Great film. Yeah. Least favorite. Your least favorite. Yeah, I think you do favorite now. Oh no, mine's the Dark Knight. It's the Batman oh, movies. Oh, yeah, hundred okay. percent. Oh I, yeah, I, no, I it's no, it's not. I yeah, it. I mean, yeah, I couldn't even begin to pick another one. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Like, I love Michael Caine, but uh, he he could be my favorite part of the Batman mm-hmm. movies that he's in. To be honest with you, uh, some men just want to watch the world burn, as much as it's been memed is one of my favorite scenes in cinema. I think it's fucking unbelievable. I'm going to watch Dark Knight tonight. Um, Wow, late night. My least favorite... I mean, we're... We're not counting the Muppet Christmas Carol, right? Well, of course not. Of course not. So my least favorite... Because that's my... That would have been my favorite. Right. My least favorite, then, in that case, would be... um, Secondhand Lions. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Just don't. Okay. Second Michael Caine and Robert lines. Duvall play brothers. Oh. Uh, yeah. Think think of Yeah, no, I've seen that. Two actors that no, could I've never s- be brothers on the screen. 
I've seen it. It's they're on the short list. It's terrible. That's not. And good. Haley Joel Osment, uh, not in his best performance Oof. either. The line was good. Yeah, it's bad. That's I a guess. good point, eh? But hmm. Yeah. Neat. I wouldn't recommend. It was so bad that he had to go like two years before doing Bewitched. Right. And Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's in both versus Sleuth. <laughs> Fuck it. It's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Um, I realized. Well. Hmm. I might change my pick here last minute, to be honest with you, for my least favorite. Am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? No, I hate the other one too much to do it. Uh, I'm sorry, my guy. Uh, wow. I fucking hate Bewitched. Holy shit! I I thought it was terrible. Um, it's it's the only like Will Ferrell movie of that era where I'm just like I can't watch this shit. Uh, I don't particularly love Nicole Kidman at all. Uh, really? I, I I I don't I don't dislike her, but I don't love her. I always think she leaves me wanting more in a way, you know, like, I just don't think it's all laid out there all the time, and that's, that's part of the problem I have with her, um, but yeah, the problem I have with Bewitched mostly is that they involved Michael Caine in that, is the problem, <laughs> all right. you should have just left him, let him, let him not get involved with that, I don't know, I thought about saying The Weatherman, which is the thing he did right after Bewitched, uh, which was also not great, but, you know, Nick Cage gets my vote. One, I don't have so. him on my list of Nick, my Michael Keane films. Yeah, The Weatherman, man. He's in The Weatherman. I have Secondhand Lions, Batman Begins, Bewitched, and then Children of Men. Well, yeah, you're missing you're missing a couple there then, but hmm. yeah. Yeah, Bewitched is is not my favorite for sure. Uh, but you know what? Like, I didn't love um, Bewitched as a concept to begin with, so I don't know. But Yeah. As a concept. I just don't like the original Bewitch, standing in the Bewitch stuff. It's stupid. You know? Okay. It's all dumb. Hmm. Yeah. Alright. Mm-hmm. Well, you're no fun. Um, That's right. And I'll go on record as saying such. Thank you. Uh, I could have picked Cars too, but I didn't. Probably should have. I don't mind it's not cars. Good. I like cars. Yeah, cars, cars too. I don't think sucks. I've seen cars too, to be honest with you. But um, you found me here on this podcast, you found and me. that's where you'll find me again next time. And that's all I have to offer. Yeah, you can find me. Uh, my stuff will be on the high button. I don't know how much of it there's going to be, but you can look for it there anyway. Is there a low button? You could start one if you like. I might. All right. And then they could find me there. Bye bye. Check out your dad with the swag on the floor. Mama gon' brag when I walk in the door. Y'all ain't never seen a gorilla in the mist. Walk the line so fine with.